She's Julie Roxanne. And he's Alistair. And And this this is Far Out. A podcast about stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from our center. And we realized there were a ton of blackberries. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of slowly had the idea, wait, maybe... you think other people want these? Dude. How are we gonna not work like bums? <laughs> you know? And then like he, he approached me and he asked me the question. I was like, oh my god, I have an accent. I look kind of weird. What is he gonna say to me? You know, like, is he gonna deport me? Am I gonna get deported for trying to work in the US? <laughs> I want I want to sell, but I don't want to be seen. How do you want to sell if no one knows you're selling? Yeah, like yeah. We, we were getting worried that people might not even know what fruits were there. <laughs> 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 Is I it fried? No, no. I don't want it. <laughs> Hello? Before we get on today's episode, we have something kind of cool that we needed to share. We got a new review. Hello. Uh, ho, ho. So, you know, it's the tradition here in the Far Out Podcast that uh, we read the reviews for you guys. Yes, so, and this was a generous one. Yes. It was from our friend Kelly. Shout out, Kelly. Thank you so much for this amazing review. It's five stars. The title is, You'll Wish Your Commute Was Longer. Ugh. Here's what she says. I've been a total fangirl for months. Each episode feels like an effortless conversation, peeling back the curtain to the caravan and taking a glimpse into Alistair and Julie Roxanne's unconventional life. While also, and what I love the most, leaves you thinking deeply about your own life. Each episode is a perfect balance of depth and entertainment, where love, wit, and great storytelling collide. Thank you for putting this out into the world. Toodles. Oh, Kelly! You melted our hearts, Kelly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey there, everybody. Hello! This morning, we got a nice short and sweet episode. Well, short for us, at least. (laughs) Nothing's that short for us, though. (laughs) And this one is about turning an idea into reality in a day and getting paid for it. Spoiler alert, we're selling blackberries. Oh, man. No! All right, well, let's just get into it now. Let's get into it. Good morning. Good morning, Alistair. Good morning, everyone. I hadn't really thought about what I was going to say after that. (laughs) It's just a blank. (laughs) Do do you want to start over? No, let's, let's roll. Good morning, Julie Roxanne. Good morning, Alistair. How are you doing on this lovely day? Well, it's pretty good special day here on the day of the recording i won't yeah. tell you what it is but it's julie roxanne's actual birthday <laughs> it won't come out till after her birthday though yeah so, so. ignore this yeah <laughs> we've been having a very productive past couple of days because we've been working on the vegetable garden here where we live yeah yeah we're helping our neighbors with their vegetable garden And I've become very enamored with a few of our other new neighbors, which we had the pleasure of taking care of when our neighbors 
getting confusing. Human neighbors. Our human neighbors <laughs> uh, went to Morocco for for uh, ten days. And we got to take care of les poulets. Les poulets. Which are the hens. Yes. And there are five of them. Oh, they're so beautiful. Yeah. We have uh, Josephine. We have... Josephine is a bit sick, we think. Or she's yeah. old or something. Something she's not. She's up. always lagging. She's, she's kind of a downer. <laughs> then we have Tiger. Tiger's a bit skinny. Yeah. She's very fit. And then there is Lizzie and Lainey, which are sisters. Yeah, the twins. You can tell them apart from a couple extra black feathers on their on their tail feather. Mm-hmm. And then, Ugh. and then there's Fatty Patty. Oh, Fatty Patty. Yeah, Patricia, but we call her Fatty Patty. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only her mom calls her Patricia. She's okay. got these huge haunches. She's way bigger than the other hands. Yes. And every time she runs, we just break up in hysterical laughter because <laughs> it's like so a waddle. <laughs> but uh, she takes it so seriously. And so sometimes we, we let him out in the morning and we put him away in the chicken coop at night. And sometimes during lunch, uh, we'll ring a bell or kind of like a kind of use a fork against a metal bowl. Yeah. And they all stop. And then on the second time, they all start running over. Fatty Patty always wins. Yeah, she's the fattest, but she can sprint, man. <laughs> yeah. She is super fat. She is motivated by food. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious. Oh, man, it's a lot of fun. What are we talking about today, Lou? Today, we are talking about... This is a story that happened last summer while we were road tripping on the West Coast. And it's about turning an idea into reality and getting paid for that idea in one day. That story actually takes place on the road trip we were doing down the coast that we also talked about, and we also briefly mentioned parts of this story today, in our Welcome to Our Town episode. Yeah. and It if happened you, around the same time. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it. It's one of the craziest stories I have in, in my travel, uh, in my life, yeah. for that matter. <laughs> And I think it's one of the better episodes of our podcast. Yeah, we've gotten pretty intense feedbacks on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit terrifying for everyone. Uh, and it starts with us making a few dumb decisions. So, always how a good adventure starts. You have to make a few dumb decisions or you don't go on an adventure. Yeah, well, if you if you don't make dumb decisions, you stay at home on your couch. Although I'd argue that's a dumb decision. I was but... going to say... <laughs> so, anyway... Yeah, so actually, so this is turning an idea into money, having it valued by others, making a connection, like bringing it into reality in one day. Yeah. And the way we did that was selling blackberries. Yes. Beautiful, juicy, fresh, wild blackberries. Yeah. And maybe you're tempted at this point to be like, oh, well, pff, you know, it how hard can it be? It turns out it's actually not that easy. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out it has a lot of things in common with... What we're doing now. Well, yeah, in... starting a business. Yeah. There's all. It is a business, and it's a very simplified one, but sometimes these simplified stories actually help illustrate the challenges in much more complicated scenarios. Yes. So we thought, and we've talked about this one a lot, and we think it's a pretty good example of illustrating some of the challenges of starting a business. Yeah. And since then, we've started multiple businesses. Uh, we've, after that, uh, we founded our travel retreat company. The paperwork is in process right now. We oh, are yeah. waiting for it to come back. We've picked the name. Hopefully, 
It clears. So far, so good. Ripple out retreats. Are you sure you want to say it if it doesn't clear? Well, then it will be disappointing, but <laughs> I'm pretty confident it's going to clear. But yeah, right now that's our hope. Ripple out retreats. Uh, and our first one's in Yosemite in July. And you started a freelance podcast producing business. Yeah. I am working on uh, my coaching business. I have a client and I'm starting to pull together an offering. So this is really like, this was kind of uh, the beginning of a lot of things to come. So the story begins. We had camped the night before. We were road tripping on the way down from Portland to San Jose. This was our first night and we had camped by a river uh, on the side of the road. We'd picked up a hitchhiker earlier that day and he'd given us some inside information about where it was good camping. Yeah. So uh, we went up a river off the main highway for a while and found a place. And there was a pretty big omen or a good omen there. Uh, where we camped, which was like in the forest, we found like 70 cents or 90 cents and change just like scattered on the floor. Yeah. The morning after we camped. So yeah. we woke up, breakfast, boom. Money. 70, money, money in the forest. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> money in the forest. It was very It's, it's a weird place to find money. And so this put us in a good mood. Yeah, very good. Maybe this is how it all I think this is how it all started because we were we were thinking money. We're like this yeah, this is a good omen. Yeah. Things are going to go well for us. So we were driving down the road trying yeah. to get back to the highway. And like ba barely 2 minutes after we started driving, you you spotted a blackberry pretty giant bush and you decided to pull over to for us to pick some for our day yeah we thought it'd be nice for for lunch and uh breakfast the next day so we started picking blackberries and we realized there were a ton of blackberries mm -hmm. and we just kind of slowly had the idea wait maybe w you think other people want these maybe for sure alistair came up with this yeah. i'm probably not gonna and and let's be real, that's not what I said. I said, I think we can sell these. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what I said. Yeah, Alistair has a very uh, business mind, if you couldn't tell by Man, now. we found money on the floor in the forest that day. Things were going to go our way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we started, you, you got on board. I think you were a little hesitant at first, but, but yeah. you got on board. So we, we had a bunch of bags, like kind of grocery bags and and kind of like cartons from because we had gone shopping not that long ago yeah and we started filling them and we ended up spending about two hours on the side of the road picking blackberries and we started dreaming up this business this oh, lucrative man. blackberry business we were going to have we, that was we my just favorite gonna, part dreaming oh, yeah. it up yeah always my favorite part <laughs> the imagining we we imagined it all and and uh we picked so many blackberries because we we're going to need a lot for the big business we we're about to start. Yeah, we we're going to make we're a lot gonna of money. Crush it, yeah, you know? yeah, we we're going to sell out probably in hours. It's going to be, it's going to be great. <laughs> and you started planning the storefront. You picked up a piece of uh, of wood that we could kind of like write on. You got, got some flowers. flowers to make it artsy. We had uh, so we had two different size cartons in the back. Um, so we decided on a price scheme of, I think three and five or three and four. I can't remember. Three and four. Three and four. That's right. $3, $4 for the big one. And so, yeah, by this time it was about noon, I think when we left or a little before then. Yeah. Yeah. About. It was so much fun. It was a glorious morning. You were just picking blackberries. I had to pull you out so that you'd stop because it was like, oh, sir, we have more than we're ever going to be able to sell really. <laughs> but we were believing. 
We had about like a brown bag full. Yeah, like a grocery brown yeah. bag full to the top. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 So we had a lot. And uh, well, that's where it all starts in, in believing. Yeah. You know? That's really where the rubber hit the road. We got back. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Barely. But yeah, yeah, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> we got back in the car and that's when we started realizing like, okay, are we really going to do this? How are we going to do this? Like, yeah, like in our minds, we just imagine, oh yeah, we're just going to sell them and people are going to want them. And yeah, it's, you just, know? it's easy in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's all going to be seamless. Yeah. And then you get in the car and you start, we drove into town and you're like, okay, well, okay. How do you, how where, do we actually do this? How are we going to not work like bums, <laughs> you know? And is, is, are the police going to stop and tell us to like pack up and, and where do we do this? Yeah. And are people going to laugh at us? Do people even want blackberries? Like, what, the, what, what are we doing? <laughs> so that's when the self-doubt starts coming in. And we drove through a perfect town. Like, yeah. probably would have been great for it. At and a couple at the of right time, too. At the right time. But I, I think was... we were just, we realized, like, reality was almost too big to handle. And we we're like, no, no, later. You know, like, yeah. let's keep driving. There will be plenty of these towns. Yes. We will find more. And this one had, like, two bookshops. It was that kind of, like, shoppy town where it could work. Yeah. But we kind of put it off. We're like, no, we'll, we'll find something better down the, down the road. Not really thinking it was already noon, honestly, because yeah. in my head it was still morning. Yeah. So we drove for a while and we couldn't find anything. And we finally decided to, to park on a pullout. There was a beach. We were driving on the coast. I think we're, we were still in Oregon at this point. We yeah, were yeah. On, on the coast, a beautiful section of road. And there was a pullout to go down to the beach because the, there was a state park there. And it was a long enough pullout that someone going 70, 80 miles an hour could theoretically see a sign and st slow down and pull over can i uh, at this point in the story point out that this is alistair's idea yes is that, can yes. i do that <laughs> yes this was my idea i was thinking how do we get the most eyeballs you know like i was thinking traffic you know that was my that was my thought I was, that was the argument you yeah. said we should stop somewhere i was like no let's go down the side of the road because you you see that all the time people on the side of the road but I think I think what you, you I understand why you thought it was going to work because you see that indeed a lot in the US but you also they also have signs like 2 miles back yeah. telling warning you that there's going to be cherries and apricots and tomatoes and there's a huge and stand and they look legitimate. Yeah, That's yeah. not how it worked out for us. No. You you pulled over at the end of the pullout, opened the back of the trunk, sat there with the berries. I we wrote uh we, we had a Sharpie and we had a piece of cardboard and i wrote something like fresh wild blackberries for yes, sale yeah. and then i went to the front of the pullout put it over my head and started waving it like a maniac anytime a car went by it was it was it was starting to be really freaky because i had to i was by myself by the car it's like it's one thing where you're the two of us but then i was by myself and People were pulling over to go see the site because it was like next to the, the sea. And they were looking at me like, what the hell is this girl doing opening? Like, what is she selling off the trunk of her car? What the hell's going on? And 
I could see the gaze of the people in the cars, like trying to figure out what we were doing, what was going on. And in my head, it was really hard. It was really hard. It was tough. I mean, there's always that. It's the same feeling of like hitchhiking. Although I think that it's even worse because there people didn't actually know what we were doing. We found this later. We thought they could read the sign. Turns out no one could. Yeah, maybe they could. It was the biggest sign we could make, but I'm not sure anyone could read the sign. I think some people read the sign. Yeah, you think so? I think so. Okay. But yeah, it felt a lot like hitchhiking. It's the same thing. Putting your thumb out on the side of the road, asking yeah. or, or making yourself visible, and then most people driving by. It's that sense of rejection. Yeah. And I think at first we were probably scared to do that in a more person-to-person way, which is why I wanted to do it on the side of the road. Yeah. But what we learned was uh, not all traffic is the same. If you're going 80 miles an hour, you're not going to stop for some bums on the side of the road trying to sell blackberries. You're going to keep going. Even if they combed their hair. Because I remember you kind of like uh, made yourself presentable. You just, oh, it's, I'll change my, my jacket. I'll look better. You did look good. You did look good. Yeah, not good enough. Not good enough to sell blackberries on the side of the road. So A cop actually stopped next to me and he was like, what would... What's wrong with you guys? Are you do you have a flat tire or do you have a problem with your car? And I was like, no, we're selling blackberries, man. You couldn't tell. We're doing all this effort and you couldn't tell. <laughs> and then you tasted one and you said it was tart. And I just felt like, we're, what are we doing with our life? Confidence shaken. Not only did he not even know what we were doing, but he thought the blackberries weren't ripe enough. Oh. Gosh. Awful. Now, now we're questioning our product. You know? Completely. It's like, it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Is this, was this, are we crazy? Was this a... Was, was this, this a, just a waste of time? Yeah. Was this, well, was this a half-baked idea? Because, yeah. I mean, at this point, like, now, now we had the blackberries. It wasn't about, it wasn't about making money. It was about, like, okay, we did this. I want to see it through to fruition. I want to prove yeah. that, that the idea could work. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was about. And, uh... Yeah, that was that was that was tough. <laughs> when when he when the cop pulled over, I thought I was like, "Oh God, it happened. We're in trouble. Like we're yeah. we're a distraction on the side of the road, and he, and he's telling us we can't do Definitely. this." Definitely. And then like he he approached me and he asked me the question. I was like, "Oh my God, I have an accent. I look kind of weird." What is he going to say to me, you know? Like, is he going to deport me? Am I going to get deported for trying to work in the U.S.? <laughs> All sorts of crazy things happen in your head. I think there's something worth pointing out here, though, which is true for most businesses when you start, is that there is that moment where you feel crazy. You're offering something, and and I a lot of times I have this feeling that some authority is going to come down and say, no, you can't do that. Yeah. What you're doing there is wrong. You can't do that, you know? And it, I think we both had that feeling that For day sure. is that someone with more authority than us, that knew better than us, was going to tell us that, like, we were out of line. Yeah. And that's just a natural tendency I, I, that I have and I, I notice a lot of other people have. And I've come up against it in every business I've started yeah. or worked on. And, I mean, we you talked about it a lot in the uh, Zero to a Thousand episode of our podcast, which we recorded, where you talked about starting your freelance business, and it's the imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. Like, I, why am I, who am I to do this? Yeah, yeah, who basically. am I to do this, for sure. And it, I think it's, it's important to say that if you can get that feeling with selling blackberries, 
you can get that feeling with anything that you're starting on your own without yeah. anyone telling you, yeah, yeah, go ahead, you can do this. You know, it's like because you're taking authority on, on your experience. It's really hard. So we started driving again. Yeah, we, we packed it in after about an hour of me dancing on the side of the road. and <laughs> That was so... It was hard, man. It, that was a hard moment because we tried something, it failed. And there's two ways you can look at this. It's like, oh, oh, we learned that this doesn't work and we're going to try another way. Or if you're a little bit like me, you can just say, like, let's forget it. But We tried. We, yeah, yeah, we tried. We gave it our all. Yeah, but at the same time, I will say that I have a lot of reverence for nature and I did feel a sense of responsibility over those blackberries. If like <laughs> anyone out there can relate to me, it's like, we picked so much and, and now it was all going to be for nothing. I mean, okay, it can always go back to compost, like that decomposes, fine, but it's, it's so sad. Yeah, this, I think this highlights very well the differences in the way we think. Because I was just thinking, man, I spent two hours picking blackberries. I'm going to sell some of these goddamn blackberries. <laughs> yeah, you, you value your time a lot more than I do. Although it's starting to change. But let's but... be honest. If I, if I really valued my time in that exercise, I would have stopped right there. <laughs> you can't recoup your time selling blackberries. You know, like that's not a good strategy. It's true. <laughs> so we started driving. We got to this town it was like later in the afternoon i want to say around 4 30 yeah about then unfortunately the farmer's market in town had just closed yeah and that would have been great we could have we could have just kind of piggybacked on that sold them outside the entrance or something probably not totally cool but we could have we could have offloaded our blackberries pretty quick yeah I think it was, the thing is, it was surprising how far apart those two towns were. It took us so long to find a town where it actually would make sense to do it with the foot traffic and just like sit down and not, and do it up close with people, which is, it turns out, what you need to do. Yeah, and, and I think the standing at the pullout did help in one area, which I, I can relate to in other experiences I've had with doing cold calls and, and knocking on doors and stuff is that the hardest part is just to get started. Mm -hmm. No matter how many times I've done cold calls, those first few are really difficult to do in the morning. They're, they're the toughest ones. Once I start going, even if I've been rejected five, ten times, I remember that one, rejection isn't going to kill me. In fact, it's not going to do anything. I can hang up the phone, you know, you yeah. know, it's like, and two, it's just a game. It, and it's really just a numbers game, and you you talk to the, and also once you get a sale and you realize that it's not in vain. One that someone validates that what you're doing does have value to some people, and two that you're able to help some people by doing all those calls. It gets a lot easier to do. Mm, yeah. And so I think being doing the pullout did give us. We got a taste of that rejection, and we realized that ah, it's not a big deal. And I think that kind of gave us the courage we needed to go do it the way it really needed to be done, which was face-to-face -face on the side of a road with foot traffic. Which is, I think, what we were trying to avoid the whole time. to some extent, yeah, yeah. which it was so much easier when we were just picking the blackberries and imagining. And then we got to this town and we actually had to figure out, okay, where do we put our stand? What does our yeah. stand look like? We drove around what the town like three times trying to pick the best spot. 
And I kept trying to pick the spot that seemed the less visible. <laughs> and then I think in the car you said something like, "JR, if we if we need to sell something, we need to be visible. We need to be seen." But that's like the tension that was really, really hard to come to go over. It's it's. Uh, I want I want to sell, but I don't want to be seen. How do you want to sell if no one knows you're selling? You know, it's yeah. it's. I have it too. I don't know. I think I don't think some people have this, but I I think it's definitely maybe it's an introvert thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's bigger than that. But I, I definitely struggle with it too. It's the being seen and visible to sell what you're offering, and then like the public uh, rejection, embarrassment humiliation or those feelings of it that come up that's always been tough for me that's a tough line to navigate yeah i have a feeling that's got to be pretty universal i mean even extroverts even like the most extroverted person comfortable in their own skin and stuff there's i mean maybe not but it feels like it should be it's it's probably universal the feeling that you don't want to be rejected in front of other people yeah it's pretty like in our primal brain that's that's hard if we if we go back to the time where we were living in a tribe yeah, being a reject exactly yeah, getting kicked out of the tribe and going into exile can have you killed exactly but we finally settled on the spot we we set it up so we put out uh, we had some beach towels so we laid down beach towels you you made a beautiful sign out of like a piece of wood that kind of looked like driftwood that we found in the forest yeah. and you wrote like would make good pancakes in the morning. Yeah. It was a cute little, like, artsy uh, sign, something it, you'd see on Etsy. It was really nice. Turns out, once again, probably a little too small for people walking by. And so it, people don't like to stop at stands. They want to be able to, like, walk by, see. No, if you stop, see, then, you, then you have to engage. Exactly. And it turns out I think it was a bit too small. But still, I think it was really cute. And I will say here that one of the mistakes that you can do when you start out on a business is want to be all out super fast and not take the small steps to see how things are going. And we could have like went crazy and, and went to buy all the containers and all the little things. But instead we decided to work with what we had. Or we could have said, no, we can't do it until we have those things. So let's not even try. Yes. Yes. Totally. We had to, we, we, but we were willing to be resourceful with what we had. And it turned out we had everything we really needed in the car to do the job that day. And yeah, if you're going to do it day in, day out, definitely do it better than not. But we definitely had the things to start doing it. And we, we would have been lying to ourselves if we didn't. Yeah. At the beginning, I think we were still a little a little freaked out because, and this is this is silly because I've gone to conventions where, you know, like where I was selling $2,000 products and where I was managing a team that was selling it and where all day I was pitching these products to uh, business owners and entrepreneurs and whatnot. But I still get the butterflies when I have to sit down on the side of the road and try to sell $4 baskets of blackberries. <laughs> it doesn't go away. It never goes away. So that's what we did. We did it in traditional introvert fashion. At first, we both buried our noses in books. Yeah, yeah. And then and then we started warming up. We'd make eye contact, start smiling at people, offer them uh, offer them blackberries, or offer their kids blackberries because the kids would accept the blackberries. The parents yeah. would be like, nah. 
But the kids would always go for the blackberries. When you're trying to sell stuff on the street, kids are always your way to go. I have a friend who's, who uh, busks. Is that how you say it? You play music on the street mm -hmm. to make mm -hmm. money. He plays the flute. Uh, and uh, he tells me, kids, they make my day. Because if, there, if it wasn't for the kids, no one would really give money. But he goes to a crowded town in the summer and the kids start dancing and then the parents are so enthralled that they just give money. And he makes good money, man. There's good money in that. Yeah, this just reconfirms my, my belief. Kids are expensive. <laughs> Alistair will try to put that so anywhere he can. Yeah, might yeah. edit that one out. <laughs> Uh, so we were there for a while. Uh, it still wasn't a great position and it wasn't the best time of day. It was getting closer to dinner time. We were in between kind of like a, a kind of like seaside little shop that was doing oysters and probably fries and stuff like that. And then like a candy shop yeah. across the street. It, it wasn't like a healthy town or yeah, anything yeah. like that. We, we were getting worried that people might not even know what fruits were there. <laughs> Is I it fried? No, no. I don't want it. <laughs> I think we were we were getting to the point of like maybe this was maybe this was a fail, you know? And you got to uh, you got to remember, we don't have a fridge for those blackberries. There's no way we keep going tomorrow with what we learned. We can learned. only have so many blackberries for breakfast yeah, and then it's over. Yeah. And we I think we were like discussing the idea of packing up and leaving not even trying a different spot we still had some daylight it wasn't too but we late, also had to but... find a campsite that night we yeah. had no idea where we were going to sleep and that so you need to leave some time for that and if you go listen to the welcome to l-town episode you'll learn why you need to leave time for that <laughs> but eventually we had our first customer She came out of nowhere. I think she was seeing us from somewhere because she w was like super aimed. She knew what she wanted, you know. She was not just strolling by and maybe, oh, maybe I'll have a taste. She wanted some blackberries. And so she came up to us and she's like, they look gorgeous. They look so good. That was, she was, she was like our savior, I think, when she started talking. I was like, oh. Really? You think so? <laughs> everyone, tart. everyone else thinks it's nothing. No one's stopping. No one's even looking at us. That's hard, man. Being out there and people not willing to see us. It's like not wanting to be seen, finally accepting that you have to be seen and then people not seeing you. Yeah, you have to have a strong sense of self-worth and know that what you're offering has value to some people. Yeah. And it did. And so she bought some blackberries felt like magic to turn them into cash even if it was only three bucks and she left and then she came back a little bit later and said they were great and bought another bigger basket yeah. so we ended the day earning seven bucks yes but those were seven magical dollars they were amazing and yeah i think anyone's listening is like okay you spent all day and between the two of you you earned seven bucks <laughs> fail <laughs> But no, I don't, I don't think that's what the story is about. I think what was really valuable about that exercise, for, for me, it was the first time I had, taken, I had taken a break from working or doing anything business-related. It's the first time I had made money in over a year, maybe two years. And as a couple, it was our first joint venture. It was our first business together. It was. And I think what was really valuable about that was that we turned an idea into reality in a day 
and had it validated and valued by other people. That is a really valuable exercise. And if you're laughing at us about the Blackberry <laughs> thing, I challenge you to go out and sell Blackberries. Maybe you find it won't be as easy as you think. There's kind of a lot of elements that we've been highlighting through it. I mean, at the beginning, you have to, we had to recognize the opportunity. And it started with us doing something for ourselves and then realizing, oh, maybe other people would like this too. And then you kind of have to imagine it. You have to visualize it. You have to do the work, pick the blackberries. And then you have to do the hard part, which is try to find a way where that idea actually meets reality. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to fail and learn from that and put yourself out there and be vulnerable and be willing to be rejected. And for me, the hardest part of all that was being visible and not hiding when we had delicious blackberries to offer. I think rejection is particularly tough for me and rejection can be really hard when, and I often do this, it's interpreted as a general, as a, you shouldn't be doing this. Or this, you're no good. Mm. But there's another way to think about that. And I think it makes things much easier is maybe these blackberries just aren't for you. Because we found at the end of the day that they were for one person. And if we had gone back the next day, we would have sold out our blackberries easy. Because we would have known what time to do it, where to do it. And we would have had the confidence that it worked. So I think within a couple of days, we could have aced the blackberry business and in my opinion we aced it i mean even if the next day our blackberries were not as good and we can sell them anymore they weren't like as nice looking we could still eat them but we couldn't go back and honestly i think we, we were done yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the day after the night of the the truck driver which l-town episode plug mm. um so we were not going back But I feel like this was a really big win for us. It, it set us up on, on a journey together. And as you said, it highlights all the things that you hear about when you think about creating a business. And it was really valuable to have that experience firsthand with something that small and that easy. Yeah, and I'd say if you want to start a business but you don't know how, go do something simple like that. Because... A lot of the elements of starting a business are there, and at the very least, it will be a valuable experience that will help you when you do something bigger. Yeah, it's like the lemonade stand thing for kids. Yeah, it gets you looking for those opportunities and thinking about how to use them and how to what, what to do with them. At the end of the day, you might laugh at us for earning seven bucks in one day, but that was huge, and we did it. And we literally woke up that morning thinking we were going to drive down. And instead, we, in the span of one day, came up with an idea, executed that idea, met someone who was willing to pay for it, and got paid. Booyah. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. If you have any entrepreneurial-type stories like this that you'd like to share, we'd like to hear them. You can post a comment at thefaroutpodcast.com or you can email us at host at thefaroutpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and if you've been enjoying this podcast, please leave us a review 
we'd really like that. And we'll give you a shout out on the, on the show in the future if you do. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button on wherever you're listening to us because this way you get our episodes just downloaded freely coming into your life every week. Straight to your dome. Trinkling down. And if you enjoy the episode, share it with friends. That helps us grow. That really does. Sharing is caring. I think we've said this before. I say it every time. <laughs> you got to repeat it. You know, it, we learned this sound blackberries. It's repetition, repetition. Yeah. Visibility. Visibility. Put yourself out there. All right. Did we mention everything? Yes. All right. Well. Toodles. Toodles. Toodles.